Last time we began a new series, which will continue for some time. The topic is how to overcome evil, and we are discussing on that topic the twelfth chapter of the book of Romans. We've begun by starting with the very last verse of that chapter, and then we're going to go back and move up to it again. But in our first broadcast on this cast on this subject, we said. There is a battle to be fought. There is a war to be won. Notice what Paul says in Romans 12:21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We were saying last time that the church ought to be on the on the offensive, seizing the initiative, not always repelling some kind of force that is attacking. And Paul here insists first of all as we saw last time, that we are not to lose the battles in this war. We are not to be overcome by evil. And we do not need to be overcome by evil. Jesus Christ has given to us adequate resources, weapons that are sharp, that are effective, and that will repel the enemy in all of his attacks. As a matter of fact, that those resources are the scriptures and the Spirit of God who works within us and through those scriptures to mold us. Evil may not win. We are in a war. We are not allowed to lose the battles of that war. But now the second half of that sentence says, not only do not be overcome by evil, we must not lose the battles, but it goes beyond that. It says, overcome evil with good. It is not merely that we are not to lose, but we are to win. There's a difference between not losing and winning. You can uh, not lose necessarily and come to terms, some sort of armistice with the enemy, where you draw a parallel across the north and the south of the country, let's say, and uh, each settles down on its own side. Neither has won, but uh, you've decided to stop fighting. You can come to a ceasefire arrangement. That's not adequate. The Lord will not settle for that. Not only does he say not to be overcome by evil, that is, the enemy must not win in the battles that he fights with us against our Lord and against us as his uh, soldiers, but he insists Jesus insists that we win the battle, that we are to overcome evil. Overcome evil. Now, I want to ask you a question. Are you really overcoming evil in your life? You know, the people who come for counseling to us are people who are overcome by evil almost always. A wife whose husband is giving her a hard time and she doesn't know what to do about it. He's winning. Maybe he's an unsaved husband. Maybe he doesn't know Christ as his Savior. His wife is miserable. Her life is all upset and, and uh, full of uh, sorrow and heartache. He's going about merrily doing all the sin that he does, maybe even having fun at persecuting her. And she's allowing him to win. That should not be. First Peter 3, for example, says that she should win her husband by her behavior. So you see, there's an entirely different picture 
in the Word of God than this defeatist mentality that has gotten hold of the church. So many Christians have this idea, well, if we can just hold on by our fingernails until Christ comes, then we'll have done a tremendous job. That's not the way the Bible speaks. The Bible talks about the church moving out and destroying the enemy who's already a defeated foe because of the cross. So, you must win this battle with evil. Now, there is a battle and there is a warfare and you're in it and you can't avoid it. Everywhere you turn, every time you awaken to a fresh day, you're in that battle. All day long, the attacks of the world, the flesh, and the devil are leveled at you. And you either win those attacks, those repel those attacks and those battles, or you don't. But more than just repelling the attacks, think of the need to go ahead and take the initiative and overcome evil. Set the forces which have been set against you on the run for once. The Christian is not merely to be passive or merely to be responsive, merely to react. He is to act. He's to take the initiative. He's to move out against the foe. He's to move out against the forces of evil. An unsaved husband is not supposed simply to take all the initiative in that home. His wife, who is a believer, should take the initiative and move out to try to win him for Jesus Christ by her behavior. And so you see, Paul calls for more than merely not being overcome by evil. He calls for pressing the attack against evil. What is it that will help the believer to win that battle? Well, he must realize that he's in a war that he must not lose. He's in a war that he must win, but he's in a war that he can and must win by God's methods. He is not allowed to use the world's weapons. For instance, in 2 Corinthians, the Word of God tells us in chapter 10, verse 4, the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, and we are ready to punish all disobedience whenever your obedience is complete. Now do you see? Paul's saying, we're out there destroying the enemy's territory and his fortresses and everything he rears up against us. That's the picture that the New Testament church had. It was moving against the enemy on all fronts and destroying him. And that's what you must do. By using God's weapons, the Word of God, powerfully proclaimed, powerfully demonstrated in your life, this is the way that a believer moves out to meet the enemy. Look how Paul visualized himself in 2 Corinthians, the sixth chapter, and verse seven. He says, in the word of truth, in the power of God, by the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and the left. Here's Paul standing there in the battle with a sword in each hand, ready to take on all comers ready to press the battle to his very shores. I say to you, get that attitude. Start praying about these matters in which you are being overcome and start asking God how you may move ahead to overcome evil. 
In our next broadcast, we're going to talk about how to do that in much more detail. So be sure to tune in. But just for now, let me note generally, do not be overcome by evil, Paul says, but overcome evil with good. That's the weapon God has put in your hands. Goodness. Where others do evil, you are to do good. That's how you press the battle forward, with goodness, with kindness, with concern. We'll get into that as we move along in this study in the days ahead. Now let's pray. Lord, we do thank you that we need not be overcome by evil. Indeed, that we can destroy the forces of evil and take captive men and women for Jesus Christ. Help us to see how we pray in his name. Amen.